And we're back with the Lone Star Lowdown. It is October 27th. I'm here with Ty Henderson. I am Shay Holt. Corey Guidry not in the building this evening. We're going to roll right along here on the Lone Star Lowdown. Before we get going with all y'all's NFL, college football, uh, World Series talk, be sure to check us out. TikTok, the Lone Star Lowdown. Twitter, at Lone Star LD. Instagram, the, at the Lone Star Lowdown. And make sure to check out all of our video content on YouTube. All right. Well, welcome back. We're going to um, kick it off with a little gridiron gossip talking NFL football. And uh, just before we get into this week's games, I was just going to... Um, you know, I thought we might just run down last week, talk about maybe some surprises uh, that popped up. Uh, the Cowboys, they won a convincing 24-6 tie. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch that game. I was down in Houston, and for whatever reason, it just wasn't on. So uh, what, why don't you tell us real quick uh, what you liked from that Cowboys contest? Um, honestly, I, I, I thought Dak looked all right. He looked a little rusty at the beginning, obviously. He hasn't played in a few weeks. Uh, defense looked good. Uh, you know, it was way too close of a game until the second half. The the Lions had second half or five second half turnovers um, that really hindered them their ability to move the ball on the or offensively in the second half. Uh, it's held, held them two field goals. I mean, Micah Parsons, he's an animal. This team's gonna keep rolling. We got the Bears this week. I'm feeling good about our chances with Dak back at the helm. Hell yeah, making their way through the uh, NFC North. Which um, is a way worse division with, the, I mean, the Vikings are what five and one. They had a bye last week, but yeah, they're they're, they're, they're definitely the front runners right now. The Bears, you know, kicked ass on Thursday night this week, but I don't think I don't think that New England team is a New England team Monday. of old. You know, what was that Monday night uh, is when the Bears beat the Patriots oh, and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah um, some quarter, a little bit of quarterback controversy brewing in Pittsburgh maybe. Uh, with Bailey Zappi. What do you think about that? Um, you know, I didn't get to watch uh, any of those two games where he's put, you know, they won with Bailey Zappi. I didn't see those those contests. Um, you know, I thought it was an interesting move. Uh, you know, they were saying on the radio. Did maybe, you watch on Monday? I did. Maybe Mac Jones wasn't quite ready uh, with the injury to come back, and so that's why they put Zappi in, and they kept him in in the second half. Obviously, he came in and threw a touchdown pass to Jacoby Myers on, like, the third play. Yeah. Uh, you know, had this nice electric. little drive, you know, picked up the crowd, um, you know, it was Monday Night Football, uh, Belichick was trying to pass George Hallis for second all-time on the wins list, um, you know, they, the Bears just looked good, uh, they looked good running the football, uh, I liked what I saw from Justin Fields, um, the Patriots, yeah, looked inept on offense, it's just, it's like, you know, they're trying to make this quarterback transition fluid. I feel like they have a pretty decent defense, but they just have zero offensive weapons. Like, I like what they do with their um, Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris, and they have even, like, one more guy who carries the ball. Like, I, I like that idea of a three-headed monster. They have, I've seen that before in New England, but just, man, nothing at receiver. And, Devontae uh, Parker is their, their best option, and he hasn't been very good in a few years. Yeah, and so just not doing a lot to really help these young quarterbacks out. Um, I mean, this was a playoff team last year. People are talking about the Patriots like they're terrible. I mean, obviously a win last week would have done them well. As of now, they sit at 3-4. and four, uh, believe last in the division in what looks to be a really good division. And um, I don't oh, know. You, th you, think, you think Miami's for real? 
Is that is that what you mean oh. by being a really good division? Well, I just mean like even the Jets having, too. Yeah, I mean having uh, all the team. I mean being three and four and being the worst team in a division. This this uh, you know about almost halfway through a year. I think that's a sign of a really good division. Uh, you have the so Super Bowl the, favorite. You think the NFC East is a really good division then? Uh, I also think the NFC East is a really good division too. Obviously, but the Cincinnati- <laughs> who, who would have thought we'd be here at this point? I mean, the NFC West and the AFC West are both disappointed at this point, and the, those were the everybody's top picks for you know the best teams: with the Chargers, the Raiders, the Chiefs, and uh, who else? And I mean the, Chiefs, oh, uh, the Broncos. The Broncos. The Broncos have struggled. Um, they've struggled with their quarterback transition, um, and and not lived out to expectation. Uh, the Chiefs are looking good. Um, I know they have a couple losses on the schedule, but uh, the Chargers, um, they're four and three, but are just not Injuries. the team that you they, thought they would be. They've lost a lot of guys this year. They lost Slater, their left, their young left tackle. They lost Derwin James last week. Or no, no, Is it they Bosa? Lost, they lost J.C. Jackson and Bosa. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a lot of a lot going wrong in LA. And you know, the Raiders are obviously at the bottom of that division at 2 and 4. I think they're a much better team. They pushed the Chiefs and um they always push the Chiefs though. Yeah, they're built built to compete with them, but uh you know, I think at 2 at 2 and 4, I think they're a, a better team than that. You know, than you would you would look they, on paper. They've blown and see. some games. They definitely blew they blew that Cardinals game when they were up like 21 points or whatever. Yeah, the overtime game um, against Kyler Murray. I know they should have beat the beaten the Titans. That was also another close game. They've lost. I think every single one of their losses has been within seven points or even maybe even less than that. Yeah, they play a lot of one score games. Uh, Tennessee, a two point loss on the road. Um, you know, Kansas City, a one point loss on the road, and then the Chargers, five point loss on the road. Cardinals, uh, six point loss at home. Like we said, that was the overtime game. Um, they've beaten the Broncos and they've beaten the Texans now. They've got a road game against New Orleans and then against Jacksonville. So we'll see if the Raiders can kind of even things out um, before the schedule picks up towards the end of the year. Um, they've got some tough games looking down the slate. But, um, yeah, I definitely wanted to talk a little divisional matchups. Um, as far as uh, last week's games, um, other ones that surprised me before we get into kind of the divisions, um, the Chiefs really put it on the 49ers in San Francisco. Uh, that um, the Niners just traded for Christian McCaffrey. He looked he looked good though. I, th- I still think Jimmy G's definitely the biggest thing holding him back though. Yeah, it's just not elite quarterback play and um, you know managing a team. The Niners are just gonna have to stick with it. Uh, I noticed I didn't wa- I watched some of that game, but not all of it. I noticed that um, they had a backup quarterback in there for a good portion of that game. The Niners... They had Brock, per- Brock Purdy, the former Iowa State uh, quarterback, mystery relevant in this year's draft, came in. Okay, and he had nine pass attempts. Was that just for poor performance from Garoppolo? No, was going it, it on was there? just garbage time. Okay, they just took him out when it was over. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. And then um, I think maybe a game that really surprised everybody, um, Buccaneers versus Panthers. Panthers trading away McCaffrey this week. Uh, at home, they beat the Buccaneers 21 to three. Brady doesn't even get a touchdown. Our people, I mean, don't get me wrong. The Buccaneers are three and four. They've got a Thursday night game this week against the um, against the Ravens that we'll preview a little bit. But I mean, is uh, shit hit the fan in Tampa Bay? Um, obviously, everybody's talking about Brady and his wife and what's going on there. Um, you know, what can you deduce from this situation? Panthers were a 13 point underdog 
That's got to be the biggest underdog of this the year. year. And yes. I believe Tampa lost a huge to Pittsburgh the week before. Yeah. They were like they were like eleven or ten and a half point favorites in that game. Yeah. So uh, you know what? Do you, you know, just wrap up last week, man. We have, and they're favorites this week against Baltimore. I think a point. Yeah, is it's what gone I saw. up to like two now. That it's that's been a huge. Shift. Oh, I see two and a half now. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, it, it went from Baltimore being favored by two and a half to Tampa, which when you see that big of a flip, they knew. Usually Vegas knows something. Well, I think the Buccaneers are going to win that game for you the do? record. Oh yeah, uh, because they have to win. I don't think the Ravens will play very well, and I think that just because you have to win doesn't mean you have the ability to win magically. Like they can't fix all these issues on the fly, like on the fly like that. It's been what three or four straight losses for them. Uh, I can look at their schedule, but uh, I mean, it's it's a it's a weird idea, but uh, I do believe in it that when a team absolutely has to win, especially such an embarrassing loss last week, going into a short week Thursday night, big matchup on TV, people are not going to see you; they're going to have questions. You know, obviously it's not magic, but it almost seems like a lot of the times that in the NFL that is what happens. Like a team that's zero two gets that win week three and doesn't go 0-3. Like, that's, I mean, I know we're in week seven right yeah, now. but I mean, I, I get that. And, uh, yeah, they've lost at Pittsburgh and at Carolina. That's two road losses. Those were tough games. The other losses on their record, um, at home against Kansas City and at home against Green Bay. So this week they're going back home where, um, you know, they haven't played their best football They've only got one win against Atlanta so far this year. Um, they're playing. That's a game. That, that's a game they could have lost if it weren't for that bullshit uh, roughing the passer call. Yeah, totally. Um, totally could have gone a different way. Just like most NFL games, the call at the end almost well, always decides that. It. That was like that was egregious. Total horseshit. And and there you know it was in response to the Tua thing. So there was that. But yeah, this week uh, against Baltimore, I just think they'll. I think they'll win. I think they got to ride their ship. I think Baltimore can afford to lose more than Tampa can, and I think that's going to have a lot to do with it. Um, but I mean, yeah, going forward, Tampa's got a tough schedule. Um, you know, they've got. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing uh, San Francisco, Cincinnati, L.A. This isn't in order. This is just who's on the schedule. Seattle, who nobody thought would be any good. That's like, I think a leading the NFC West right now. Oh yeah. Seattle is uh Geno Smith is playing. I think he's got like, the most efficient quarterback in the league. Way better than Russell Wilson. That's for sure. I mean, right now Seattle uh, is weathering. I don't think Geno Smith is a long-term solution. But they're weathering the uh, quarterback transition, which, you know, a lot of teams are having to do that. Um, you know, the next thing I want to talk about if we're off on the, uh, Bucks is um, the Colts. Uh, they've benched Matt Ryan, uh, who's leading the league in interceptions and leading the league in fumbles lost. Uh, they're going with Sam Ellinger. What do you think about it, Ty? I love it. I got my tickets to the Cowboys game uh, against the Colts and Jerry World on December 4th. Hell yeah. Um, you know, I, I did not expect this to happen at this point in the season. I did expect Sam to see some time this year, whether it was injury or poor play from Matt Ryan. Uh, but Man, it's it's got to be a dream come true for him. I'm excited. I, I know that game is going to be aired locally on Fox here in Austin at twelve at twelve o'clock on Sunday. So if you're in town, you'll be able to see that. That's cool. Hell yeah! Um, they're playing the Commanders at three twenty-five actually. Okay, so the Cowboys game is it, it's it's after the Cowboys game. Same yeah, time. it looks like. Um, I w- just looking at the TV schedule, it looks like the Cowboys will probably play at noon. 
And then they'll have uh, Texans-Titans on CBS at 3.05. And I guess Colts-Commanders, if you're telling me that, on yeah. Fox at 3.25. Yeah. I guess that's our America's Game of the Week choice because the other options would be Niners-Rams or Giants-Seahawks. And, you know, that's always a pick em for the market, pretty so, much. So you think they picked it because of Sam? Oh, probably so. And because the, com- uh, the, you know, the Commanders are in that. And... Um, uh, Cowboys fans will be interested to see what they do. You'll notice on TV a lot of times they play the New York Giants. That's, you know, a lot of New York Giants fans, but they'll pipe that in the state of Texas because of the Cowboys affiliation. Yeah, that makes sense. Like lots of just, like a divisional game within the NFC East that doesn't involve the Cowboys. You'll get a lot of those over the year. Yeah, Giants, well, Eagles. Those are also just, you know, NFL teams that have a lot of history and have a lot of fans around the country too. Exactly. NFC East is the money division, um, four of the ten biggest market and, you know, sports franchises within the sport all play in one division. So it's a it's it's a gimme for the NFL to play those in any market really. But um, yeah, uh, I um, you know, let's take a little bit of a look here at the standings going across the league. Um, and then we can talk a little more matchups. Um, we already kind of went over uh, the AFC East in that league, um, in that division. Buffalo leading at five and one. Jets right behind them at five and two. Um, I don't see the Jets being able to maintain, especially with the Brees Hall injury. Um, and they've traded for James Robinson, which I think is a great move. I was very concerned as a James Robinson fantasy owner <laughs> when he got like three carries last week. When he didn't get, we got one fucking target and zero fantasy points. Uh, you know, it appeared that ETN had totally taken over, and you know now hopefully, you know, he can have some production. Uh, Miami still waiting in the weems. They had a tough win against Pittsburgh. A game Pittsburgh could have won. Though. Yeah, undefeated with Tua when he completes. When he completes games, and um, you know, you gotta like that if you're a Miami Dolphin fan who's been you know, starved for quite a while of any real success in this league. Uh, we talked about the NFA, um, the AFC West. You know, Denver and LA. Actually, um, I misspoke earlier. Denver is in last place at two and five. Vegas got the benefit. Uh, of Man, being my, two my, and four my Vegas Super, week. my Vegas Super Bowl pick isn't looking too good right now. Oh, they could. I think they could still slip into the playoffs. They um, slipped in last year. I mean, you look at the NFC North. I'm sorry, the AFC North. Uh, Cincinnati and Baltimore both at four and three. Um, you know, neither of those teams look lights out. Uh, you know, Cleveland and Pittsburgh are both two and five, fading fast. I don't think Cleveland's going to have anything to do with Deshaun Watson. I don't think he can save them. He's got like keeps, four weeks before he's back. Exactly. If it keeps going like this. Uh, you know, Cleveland's a good football team. They run the ball well, but they good defense, good they, line. Exactly. They just uh, eventually it's just going to be too much to overcome. And then in the AFC South, you got the Tennessee Titans at four and two, leaving the division. The Colts at three, three and one, and then a two and five Jaguars and a one, four and one uh, Texans team. I don't see but one playoff team coming out of that division. And you know, uh, there's what three playoffs nowadays. So if the season ended today, three, three wild card spots, you mean? Yes, that's what I mean. Sorry, three extra uh, playoff spots outside of divisional winners. Um, right now, it would be the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Chargers. Uh, that you know, obviously will shake up. But uh, right there on the cusp, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Colts and the Patriots. Those are the teams with three or more wins in the AFC that aren't 
currently in the playoff. There's going to be at least one bad bad team from the AFC in the conference. Is that that's what you're telling me? Uh, yeah. I mean, it depends if you think the if the Jets and the Dolphins are both for uh, real. I don't think one of those teams. I don't think both those teams will make the playoffs. I, th- I think the Jets have gotten really lucky with they squeaked one out in Pittsburgh. Or I think that was at home, but they, you know, they won that on within 30 seconds of the game being over. Uh, Pittsburgh's not a good team. They beat that Mi- was in Pittsburgh. They beat Miami when Miami was starting Skylar Thompson, who's an undrafted uh, rookie out of Kansas State, who wasn't even a good college quarterback. So got a good, you know, yeah, like you said, got a got kind of a gimme win against yeah, the Dolphins. They, they've, I mean, they've showed some improvement. Obviously, they're not the the Jets the Jets that were going two and fifteen or two one and. You know they're not losing every game like they they have been in the past, but I don't think Zach Wilson's a guy that's going to lead this team to the playoffs. And uh, early on in the year, they got bullied by the Baltimore Ravens at home and the Bengals at home, and edged out the Bengals on the road by one point. Started the year off with this is pretty interesting. They played all four NFC, AFC North teams to start the year. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is just an odd hearing that scheduling anomaly. They went two and four against them. Uh, they got bullied two. up. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Two and two against them. Uh, but the Baltimore Ravens and the Bengals handled them. But I believe that might even have been with Joe Flacco early on. Yeah, he started the year. I think he started the first three or four games. And they're hot, man. I mean, they've won four in a row. Um, they went into Pittsburgh and won. And, you know, could have gone either way. Sure. And they bullied that Miami team. And then they went into Green Bay, won 27-10, and went into Denver, won 16-9. Um, they got they got New England and then they got Buffalo going into the bye week. Both those games at home, um, you know, I think we'll really see how good they are. But you know, they they've got some quality wins on that schedule. Uh, you know, with Green Bay and Denver, I know they're not killing it, but those are road those are good road tests. Um, so we'll see. And Brees a, Hall, backup quarterback in Denver too in that one. Ah, yes. And Brees Hall, uh, you know, the injury could be huge. He was, he's having a good year. So we'll just have to monitor the Jets situation. Um, yeah, as for the... Um, Let's get to the next division. Let's, what do you got next? Oh, well, I mean, I was ready to jump to NFC. I mean, we, I was just kind of... We're just, just popping over. around. Yeah, just so going what over about, the What about card. the NFC East? Who do you think is going to come back? you think it's the Eagles? Do you think they're in command as the last undefeated team in the NFL? Do you think the Giants at 5-1 and one, or the Cowboys at, what are they, 5-2, and 4-2? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, they're five and two. Uh, Giants six and one. Eagles six and zero. Oh, and Washington is three and four at the bottom of that division. Uh, definitely uh, the most productive division in the sense of wins. I could easily see three playoff teams coming out of there, um, given that there's only one other team in the whole NFC with five wins, and that is the Minnesota Vikings. You think uh, you think Philly's a team to beat in that division, though? Especially they added Robert Quinn yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. They traded uh, with the Bears. I did, and we talked uh, two weeks ago when we previewed Philly, uh, Philly versus Dallas about them basically having the, the two best uh, defensive fronts, getting to the quarterback, putting pressure on him, and getting sacks. Uh, they were one and two. I believe Cowboys were one, and the Eagles were two. I'm not sure if that's held up uh, in the last couple weeks. I imagine they're both still up there. The Cowboys Abby, also made a trade, though, for Jonathan Hankins. Yes, they got a... Snacks. Yep, they both both teams uh, added a little firepower on that defensive front, and um, I think that's, you know, keeping with the Joneses. Um, yeah, making moves. Well, for the Cowboys, I think that was definitely a move. Uh, looking forward to this week against the Bears, who... 
pretty much only run the ball at the middle. You know, they have a quarterback that's runs like a running back. He's 240 pound running back. They said that on the, the broadcast last week. But you know, Snacks, Jonathan Hankins, he's a 350 pound guy that's gonna plug up the middle and shut down the run. I don't think the Cowboys really had a guy beyond like a Tristan Hill who really hasn't shown much promise this year. Yeah, and you can never have too many bodies on that, uh, you know, up front, especially with attrition going to set in as the season goes on. Um, I think it's a good move. Uh, I know the trade line, trade deadline's coming down, and, you know, I don't think there's any big, big names besides Christian McCaffrey that are going to get dealt. Maybe um, a few more Panthers players. DJ Moore, I know his name's been thrown out there. Brandon Cooks on the, on the Texans. Uh, he's already been traded three or four times in his career, but his name's on, been on, in reports. Um, guys like Chase Claypool for the Pittsburgh Steelers. A lot of receivers I've been, I've been hearing. Kadarius Tony got oh, dealt yeah. today to yeah. the Chiefs, just to throw it out there. Our third and sixth round pick. Yeah, uh, good return on a receiver who's um, showed some bright spots, but underwhelmed overall. Well, out of college, out of Florida, he was you know touted as the next Tyree Hill. So it'll be interesting to see what he looks like in that offense. Yeah, I think that the uh, Chiefs will definitely use him. I, I grabbed him in a couple fantasy leagues. I um, think he'll be a good uh, add. And the Giants really weren't using him at all, so I don't think it's going to hurt them too much going forward. They're 6-1 and one and could afford to lose him. Uh, I'll tell you what, I did get to see some of that Giants-Jaguars um, game. It was a good week. game. It was a good game. And, uh, you know, Daniel Jones, no, I don't think he's the worst quarterback in the league. I think he's – I know we've kind of joked about it before. Uh, I don't know about on air, but in at least chit-chatting. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I mean, he's he's improved. Uh, I don't think he does anything especially well. I think he's above average mobility-wise. But, you know, he's he's no longer, in my mind, a, a like, bottom three he's starting like, quarterback. He's like Josh Allen a year and a half into his NFL career right now. He still can't really make all the NFL throws hundred percent of the time, but he can he has the ability to make them. Just can he put the ball in the right spots? Can he make the right decisions in a efficient manner? But yeah, he can he can run the damn ball. And Brian Dable coming from Buffalo has uh, kind of implemented that idea of that that power run, running style from the quarterback, kinda like we saw from Sam Ellinger and Todd Dodge in high school. You know, that was sixty five percent of the plays were quarterback power. If you have a guy that's that big and that has the speed. I know a few years ago, whenever uh, Daniel Jones had that play where he, you know, broke free and he kind of stumbled and fell down. Yeah, but it was still an 80-yard run. No, but he clocked like 23 miles an hour on that run, which was like the highest speed of any player that year. Which was oh, like, wow. was like, what the hell? It's like no. a deer out there. Yeah, he can he can move. Um, I think that's always been kind of the upside in that Josh Allen form. Um, you know, I brought up a couple of weeks ago is, you know, Josh Allen, you know, the best player in the league. Would you take him over a guy like Patrick Mahomes? We don't have to delve into that anymore. But, yeah, I've never seen somebody that big, that fast, that with that ability to, to run the ball out of the quarterback position. Obviously, I've seen players like that, but I've never seen somebody like that who can throw the ball as well as Josh Allen, and that's what really separates him from just every other big-time, you know, Cam Newton-esque quarterback that can run the ball in the NFL effectively. Um, so we'll see how it goes uh, from New York going down, you know, as the season progress progresses. Um, obviously, uh, everybody will have to stay healthy between uh, Jalen Hurts, um, 
Daniel Jones and Dak Prescott, who's just not coming back. Um, not sure who the backups are on those other other teams, but uh, it seems like Dallas has a pretty pretty decent guy in Cooper Rush. But um, yeah, we'll have to see. Right now, Dallas Dallas in third place in the NFC East doesn't really feel like that's where they'll finish. But you know, a loss to the Eagles and a loss to the uh, Buccaneers early on in the year has them there. And um, I don't think the Giants and the Eagles are going to finish with one loss between them. No, there's no way. I think this Giants team is going to come back down to earth here soon. They've been getting, honestly, really lucky in the, in, in the fourth quarter of some of these games. I mean, even last week, they were one inch away from at least Jacksonville tying the game on the last play of the game. Trevor Lawrence throwing it to Christian Kirk and then coming just short of the goal line. Um, yeah, I see the Cowboys and the Eagles coming out on top of this division. Right now, it's just, I think, Philly just because, you know, we haven't seen enough from Dak this year to really say that he can get this offense going to the, to you know, going as well as things are going in Philly right now. Fair enough. Yeah, they are rolling, and Dak just came back from that injury. Um, I heard from other Cowboys fans that he looked a little sluggish, especially early on in that game. They ended up winning handily, but we'll have to see um, going into next week against the Bears. Um you know, just what they've got in the tank, and you know, as the offense uh, develops, uh, was there? Any, did Ezekiel Elliott get injured? I know he had a good game. Yeah, I think he hyperextended his knee. It doesn't look like he's going to play this week. Well, we'll have to see what they do there at running back. Whether it's giving Pollard, um, uh, you know, more than average touches, or um, bring bring somebody else in uh, to carry the ball. Running back is generally a uh, pretty plug-and-play position for the offense, I feel like, especially when you've already, always, already committed to the two-back committee. So, see what they can do. Otherwise, yeah, we talked a little about the NFC West. Seattle on top at 4-3. and three. Uh, Rams at 3-3. Three and three. Niners and Cardinals both tied at 3-4. and four. So, really, that whole division is within a game of itself. Um, you know, I would like to say the Niners, I think, are the best team, especially if they can get McCaffrey going. Seattle's been surprised. Arizona and the Rams have really been the disappointment. Um, but, you know, not at, not at like, uh, they, those teams aren't broken yet. The Rams have three losses. They're three and three. They could win every game going out. You know what I mean? It, it could just happen. And they're looking at the end of the year. Um, Seattle, I, I don't know. Uh, they've just they've they've won. They've been winning games. Um, I can't exactly explain it. They lost a close one in New Orleans. They lost a they lost handily to San Francisco and a close one against Atlanta. Um, but they've got um, you know quality wins in LA against the Chargers, against the Cardinals, divisional game. Um, in, you know, obviously the first game of the year, first Monday night of the year against Denver, and um, they went toe-to-toe and beat the Lions in Detroit. So, you know, we'll see what it's going, we'll see what they've got going for them. They've got the Giants this week at home. Um, always hard for a team to go across the, across the country, so we'll see if the Giants, um, that second loss or what happens. But um, two more divisions. We'll just wrap this up quick. NFC South. Kind of the probably possibly the worst division in the league. Um, Tampa and Atlanta both tied at three and four. Carolina and New Orleans uh, tied for that sec, you know, for that third and fourth position at two and five. Uh, ultimately, I see Tampa Bay coming out of this 
uh, out of that division despite having a rough patch. I see them winning tonight. Uh, Ty, you see anything different coming out of the South? Uh, right now, I mean, that's the worst division of football, if you ask me. I think that's worse than the AFC South. Um, until another team proves me otherwise, I'm going to have to bet on Tom Brady to come out on top of that division, but I don't think they win tonight. I think Baltimore's defense, uh, I mean, uh, gets on top of Tom Brady early. He gets frustrated. This offensive line has been uh, sub subpar, especially compared to what they have in the past few years. So, uh, But I'll still take the Bucks to probably come out of this division at, like, honestly, maybe even a 7-10, and 8-9, uh, a sub a sub 500 record wow so uh lastly the nfc north um possibly the biggest surprise in football nobody's talking about a five and one minnesota vikings team their one loss being to the undefeated philadelphia eagles they're on top of that division with um uh, at least a two-game lead. They're five and one. The Packers and the Bears are both three and four. So I think that's two and a half games up on the rest of the division. And then a Detroit Lions team that's one and five, after looking good early and showing the ability to score points, they are still the Lions. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, especially with the struggles I've seen in Green Bay, um, doesn't really look like Chicago's totally committed to winning. I also think they'll lose to the Cowboys this week. Uh, Minnesota looks like they're in the driver's seat in that division and could, you know, is this a, is this a serious Minnesota Vikings team with Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins and company? Um, it's still Kirk Cousins, yeah. Well, for sure. And, you know, as long as they are on prime time, as everybody likes to joke, uh, you know, they... They should be all right. Uh, going through their schedule, I'm not seeing a lot of uh, huge wins. They did beat Green Bay handily. Uh, won a close one against Detroit. Won a close one in New Orleans. Uh, beat Chicago by seven and won in Miami by eight. They're coming off the bye week with a game against Arizona. Uh, I, outside of playing Dallas later this year and playing in Buffalo, and then uh, much later in the year playing the Giants and at Green Bay, I don't see a tough schedule. I see this team finishing, shoot, maybe maybe 13-4, and four, man. I, I don't see a lot of losses on their record, if you ask me. And as long as they keep playing well and stay healthy, uh, it would surprise me if they finish, you know, anything below 12-5. and five. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, it's, it's another weak division. Uh, nobody expected Green Bay to be this bad i mean i expected them to take a step back losing Devonte adams and uh campbell in, on the defense but uh aaron Rodgers and the guys have looked completely out of sync this year they don't have a receiver uh, i expect minnesota to come out of that vision like you said with 12 or 13 wins yeah and um uh, that about does it for we can talk about the playoff picture real quick just so y'all are aware of it in the nfc um uh, currently as it stands um it would be Philly, Minnesota, Seattle, Tampa in the divisional slot. And then the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Rams would gobble up those wild cards with the Rams. You know, the Giants and the Cowboys are quality teams. The Rams are 3-3. Three and three. They would have a wild card spot. That's only because the Niners, the Packers, the Falcons, the Commanders, the Cardinals, and the Bears are all sitting at 3-4. and four. So... I'd say that that last wild card is up for grabs. 
Um, obviously, if one of those NFC East teams falls off, maybe another one would be. But right now, there's a whole lot of mediocrity in the NFC. Um, but yeah, uh, any more matchups? Uh, we want to preview going into next week. Um, I think that, you know, uh, for Utah, or I'm looking maybe at um, Packers Bills Sunday night. That could be a good matchup, you know. Um, potentially, it's in Buffalo. I don't expect, you know, but well, I mean, Buffalo's favored by 11 and a half. Let's be real about it. It's just Sunday night football. Um, you know, and then Cowboys, Cowboys Bears. I mean, that'll be a a slugfest of defenses. I think the, the Bears defense will um, control keep keep Dak Prescott at bay for at least another week. I think Tony Pollard will have. a a decent week. Cowboys win by six points. No, still a big line. Cowboys are favored by nine and a half as it stands. Yeah, I'd probably take the Bears on that at this point. It appears to be the second biggest line of the week, only behind that uh, Packers Bills. So some games to some games to preview. All right. Well, anyway, I'm glad we got to catch up on the NFL. Uh, we're going to transition now. I think to uh, the World Series preview and Diamonds and Wood. We'll be right back and you know thanks for tuning into the lone star lowdown all right shay it's time for a little diamonds and wood astros are in the world series Dusty Baker's still wearing them gloves. Y'all going to get him a World Series or what? He's got a few as a player. Doesn't have one as a manager. Justin Verlander showed up against the Yankees. Y'all swept him. What's what's the energy like going into the series? Well, I feel like there's a lot of confidence. Astros have yet to lose a playoff game this season. Obviously, they didn't play in that first round. Um, the pitching looks like it's come together. We look like the best team in baseball. Uh, we really did handle the Yankees, though. You know, there was, especially that is last safe, game. Is it safe to say the Astros own the Yankees at this point? Uh, well, we've we've beat them several times now in the playoffs, in playoff environments. Uh, we've actually yet to ever, we've never lost to them in the playoffs. That's mostly because. So yes. It's mostly because we've, yeah, in every meaningful game ever, we have defeated the Yankees. That we've been matched up against them. And um, obviously, uh a shorter history being in the American League since only 2014. And, um, you know, Yankees have had a lot of success. They just, uh, you know, I think that that series against uh, Cleveland really affected them, especially having to, with the rain delays. Uh, their pitching well, there was staff. A, there was a few delays in, in the Astros series as well. There was one that last game four was delayed was there, was about. Was there just one that was... I'm pretty sure it was just that game four. Um, they pushed it back, what? Like 30 to an hour, maybe an hour, yeah. It wasn't, it was scheduled like 6.30, it started like 7.30. Um, but they, you know, we only saw Garrett Cole and Nestor Cortez once, and it was games three and four. Um, and I mean, we just, uh, we have hot bats. Guys like Jeremy Pena are really killing it. I believe he was ALCS MVP. Uh, Jordan Alvarez cooled off a little bit after a very hot ALDS. 
Um, we've got guys like even our worst hitter, like Martin Maldonado, He's hitting home runs. Is is hitting has having a, ha, yeah. is having a great series <laughs> uh, or great playoffs to say that guy couldn't hit a ball to, to save his life in the regular season he's batting what like 140 uh like like 180 to 200 he's up he's you know he's up there um i'm sure there might have been the times where he was very low on you know very low below the mendoza line uh yuli guriel uh having a great postseason um i know we traded for trey mancini early in the year or you know midway through and people talked about him replacing him. I knew that was I knew that was horse shit. I talked about it um, here on the Lone Star Lowdown. Uh, you know, other guys um, really contributing a lot. Uh, Kyle Tucker, um, he's hit or miss, but he's had some big hits in this postseason. And good catches too. Yeah, that uh, he caught that judge. I mean, that was really just judge missing a home run by by a foot a or f- two. A foot or two, but Tucker's there. He's he's a great out. He's a he was a Gold Glover like what two years ago. Um, I'm not sure winner if he's won the gold. He's, he's won one, I know. But he's a quality fielder um, out there and right, and uh, you know he had over a hundred RBIs and like the six hole batting this year or the maybe the five wherever he was exactly is. Um, you know worrisome parts of the team. Uh, Jose Altuve he finally did break through after I think like the longest drought uh, or like, he was like 0 for twenty five, over for twenty six. Yeah, and um, you know we were lucky to have such success without him uh, hitting the ball at all. I mean, in the leadoff spot the entire time, still there. Uh, you know, uh, I love what I'm seeing from the pitchers. Yes, Verlander had a bounce back start um, between Framber Valdez, Christian Javier, Luis Garcia. Uh, I even like some of the uh, relief men. Uh, oh yeah, obviously Lance McCullers who. Um, despite his injury in the bottle celebration, which is just, <laughs> it's just silly to celebrate anything but a World Series, in my opinion. It's just silly. I hate, yeah, I hate how they pop champagne when they, like, make the playoffs. Yeah. Like, every round, they're popping champagne. Stupid. Yeah. I know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, it's great that we, you know, I'm happy we didn't lose, but fuck, like, is there really anything to be happy about? <laughs> Not in my opinion. You got, you got another game in it's, two days. That shit's just for TV. Like, it's just so that you, they can show the players celebrating. Like, you see some players sometimes, like, just totally uninterested in it. And, like, you know, like, they realize how big of a fucking sham um, and a production it all is. But um, there were some good little scenes, like the um, Dusty Baker dancing and, you know, just some, you know. <laughs> Uh, Lance McCullers so, hitting so his. Did you get did you get to watch much of the Phillies Padres series? I didn't watch any of it. Really, I watched a lot of it. And how? Yeah, did, I, I've know, watched a lot of. The it Phillies. was five games. Five games. Uh, I think yeah, it was man. one one, and then the Phillies took it. They uh, Bryce Harper obviously, you know, he's balled out all playoffs. He hit some big home runs for them. The the environment for you. I mean, I don't know too much about the ins and outs of their lineup. I know that they're not that good at fielding. I know that I saw a few errors in crucial you know, spots that uh, ended up being made up for by good pitching. But their relief, their relieving, uh, their relief pitching, sorry, is is all right. It's been hot in the playoffs. They have that, uh, what's his name, the Alvarez guy, or Alvar- Alvarado. Yeah. He's the guy, He he's... He got sent down to AAA at one point this year, but he throws gas. He throws like 101, 102. Uh, he's looked good. But mainly the, the, the big thing I was going to say that you need to be worried about as an Astros fan is just having to go to Philly 
the environment there has been insane. Those fans with the Eagles and the Phillies playing as good as they are right now are into it. It feels like that's kind of a the, the vibe in the city is, is is good right now. You know, they they were a team that fired Joe Girardi this year, you know, midway through the year. They remind me a lot of the Braves from last year. You know, the Braves uh, had to had a lot of injuries, had to make a lot of midseason acquisitions, really got hot at the right time and won a World Series. I'm not saying that's what the Philly, that's going to happen. Uh, I don't think the Phillies are going to win this series, but up until this point, they've been hot enough to get here, and it wouldn't it it wouldn't surprise me if if they beat the Astros in the series. Well, they are definitely playing the Cinderella story. You know, they're the sixth seed in these playoffs. Um, you know, the Astros are clearly the juggernaut. Um, fourth World Series in six years. Phillies hadn't even been in the playoffs in ten years. Um, you know, they're the uh, surprise story, and they've got some real good. Uh, hitters and uh, guys like Reese Hoskins, um, Segura, um, uh, Schwarber hitting the ball real well. Obviously, you mentioned um, Bryce Harper. Um, I feel like that real Muto guy. They're all beat. They're like, yeah, they're all launching home runs. And um, you, know, you got to be scared of that. Um, you know, going into a, a series, you got to be weary of it. I do think one of the biggest things that could hurt the Astros is just being overconfident or, um, you know, uh, being too archaic in how they choose to pitch uh, against them or manage or just everything about it. I am also a little bit worried that, you know, both teams have so much time. Uh, you know, we saw a real quick turnaround between the ALDS and the, um, and the ALCS. The Yankees obviously playing their game five on one day and their game one on the very next day obviously the weather had to do with that but both of these teams are going to be well rested and you know we saw the astros after a pretty significant break between the regular season and the alds against or yes the alds against the mariners um you know come out looking a little rusty with verlander um so i'm a little worried about that but you know i see us having a superior team i see us hopefully being hungry from you know, even 2019 and 2021, um, losing the World Series, um, it being quite some time since they won uh, back in 2017. And yeah, I view this as a make or break series for the Astros and the legacy of the of this golden era. People are calling well, it. This would be the first non, you know, tarnished World Series for the Astros with the trash can situation and the buzzer situation now too there yeah and i mean the the buzzer thing that was uh, in 2019 is i think when they were saying that was and you sure the first one wasn't uh well the 2017 there, was tr was the trash cans the buzzer situation was uh the alcs game six against the yankees altuve hit a walk-off home run to go play the nationals um that's when that yeah, was yeah. and it was clear that you know Maybe in 2017, there were some early stages of uh, sign stealing and relaying information. Uh, in 2018, it's also, you know, uh, the, the Red Sox obviously did it too. Um, you know, if the Red Sox, you know, we lost to them in the ALCS that year. Um, uh, and then in the strike, the, not the strike season, the COVID year, and then made it back, whatever. Um, you know, all that all that cheating stuff really broke right at right during COVID. COVID really saved us a little bit from that. And um, either way, I digress. But anyways, uh, it would definitely it would definitely help. It, yeah, it just would like help last year would have. Yeah, yeah. So, what's your prediction? 
We got, we're running out of the. Oh, out of time um, I mean, I don't think the Astros are going to lose. Um, I think we'll just. How many you know, games though? Uh, I mean, I would, I would, I would appreciate a sweep. Uh, I want them to just sweep through the playoffs. Uh, let it, let there not be any questions about it. Uh, I think the Astros are the better team at every level, and we'll um, we'll sweep the Philadelphia Phillies. What about you? Give me the Astros and six. All right. I think I think they'll get two in in Philly. They get to come win it at home. That's great. Uh, all right. Well, uh, let's move on to uh, college football. Um, Forty Acre Dash. Uh, we don't have a game this week, so let's just run down what happened uh, against Oklahoma State. Uh, Texas lost 41-34. They got outscored in the second half, uh, 17-3. They had pretty much a second-half collapse. Uh, They were up a touchdown at the break. It was 31-24. And um, just a really poor performance in the second half. The secondary got banged up. Um, I feel like they got away from the ball, and more importantly than everything else, Quinn Ewers um, had probably his worst game as a Texas Longhorn, um, at least if not reflected in the stat sheet, um, viewable on, on screen, on field, uh, missing receivers. He was he was 19 for 49. Um, he had. Two t- he had 319 yards, which, oh, great. Uh, but two touchdowns to three interceptions. Two interceptions on consecutive drives to end that game. An interception, I believe, on the very okay. first drive of the game. <clears throat> yeah, but two of those weren't his fault. Yeah, sure, sure, of course. Uh, he did have a poor day. You know, he didn't He didn't make any excuses in the presser after he, he acknowledged that he needs to be better. Um, but a lot of it for me is, is Sark, you know, just he's – He's won one game in the Big 12 away from DKR. Well, I didn't. I mean, I know it's only his second year. He's 10 and 10 overall, but nine. Is that that one game against OU? Or is that not count? Okay, true road road game. Yeah. Um, So he's. That was what uh, what would that even have been? Um, Because we didn't win a road game this year yet. Yeah, I know. Last year. Last year, I'm trying to think of what it was. West Virginia. We win. Yeah. yeah, yeah, West Virginia. Uh, <laughs> well, so just let let that sink in. I, I know Quinn. He's like 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 we said last week. Shay. He's he's still young. He's barely played two full game full games of football in college. He has barely played two full games of football. Three full games now, I guess, in the last three years. Because he did not play high school football. He did not play a senior season, or two years, I guess it would be. But. I, I think it's a lot of it's on the receivers. We're throwing it to Xavier Worthy 16, 17 times a game. Him and Quinn clearly aren't on the same page. He's focused on, I, th- I feel like he's focused on making his route look cool more than he is uh, focused on where the ball is in the air. You know, it doesn't look, a lot of these throws are to the open area, and Xavier's just not there. So I, I, I think I'd put it about 50 50. Half these throws are, or half these plays are, Xavier's fault, have these uh, plays are Quinn's fault. Yeah, I mean, uh, B. John Robinson. Casey Kane, too. One, one catch. I mean, it was a 41-yard touchdown, but one one reception, only able to get the ball once. Um, same thing, Jordan Whittington, uh, one reception for 23 yards. Um, He's got to have, like, less than 20 catches this year. Uh, I could I could pull that up. Um, but, yeah, those are two, I think, you know, uh, the biggest receiving threats. Uh 
I heard somebody this week saying that uh, uh, Bijan had the best hands in the football team. He's got 29 receptions for 404 and a touch. That's Jordan Whittington's stat line. Um, it's not terrible, but I just I, it, it feels like he makes an impact every week, but it's not. Well, it's catching like actually making actual plays with the balls and ball in his hands. And injury is going to affect these stats. I'm about to tell you, but he's exceeded uh, in everything except touchdown receptions. Uh, he's you know career high for receptions and yardage. I know injury has really? a lot to do with that. Uh, yeah, that's already still, this year. That, that's still crazy to me though. Yeah, um, it's not by much, but um, he has eclipsed last year where he, uh, you know, had similarly modest modest stats to what I just rattled off. Hopefully he can finish the year strong. Um, but, yeah, just not able to uh, diversify the receivers. Um, nobody had more than two receptions except Xavier Worthy, who had four for 76 in a touch, and uh, Jatavian Sanders, who had six for 76 yards. Um so that's just a problem. Um, Texas is uh, really, I think it was defensively, uh, obviously second. Like, I mean, they, Texas looked fine uh, moving the ball and scoring in the first half. It was just the second half, I felt like. They gave, they gave up less yardage and points in the second half, though. Uh, well, yeah, they had a, they improved, but they didn't. They also just weren't able to drive the ball down the field. Oh, the and, offense was the issue in the second half. I well, think the defense had four straight shutouts or four straight, uh, you know, drives where Oklahoma State didn't score and Texas didn't score on any of those drives in the second half. We went into the halftime, what, up 31 24? Up a score, and then we only scored three points in the second half. Yeah. Well, obviously, that's the problem. But, you know, letting up 41 points uh, and basically depending on a shootout is, you know. Yeah, but you had guys like Michael Taff. Well, he got beat up. Yeah, the secondary. He I'm, wasn't playing terrible, but they were clearly. It was kind of. I think I've talked about this on the show before. It was the late Vanderash effect, where he was. I was like, "Damn, Mookie's in on every play, but it's six or seven yards down the field." You know, he's making these tackles. He's he did drop a pick, which we they didn't get any points on that drive. It was at the end of the half, first half, but it, it was clear they were going after some of the guys. I know Anthony Cook. Has a broken arm. He wasn't playing. Uh, Ryan Watts got hurt again. It forced some guys into action that uh, Oklahoma State clearly took advantage of. Yeah, they um, they could move the ball. Um, Spencer Sanders and company through injury. Spencer um, Sanders had a hell of a game. Yeah, um, you know, at home, uh, you know, I feel like Texas fans a lot of times underestimate the road environment. That uh, I'll just say it. For the most part, is uh, for the most part, the road environment at stadiums like um, Texas Tech and Oklahoma State is a lot more hostile than things that uh, the University of Texas, the DKR, bring to the table. Uh, I just don't. Yeah, think we that. have more people. It's probably louder, but the this, the way like Boone Pickens in particular, that that stadium, the sidelines are so goddamn close to where the fans are. You're you're basically on. To- they're basically on top of you. So on the Texas bench, you know, it's loud. I'm sure they have trouble hearing. It's, it's not like it's it's not like these big SEC stadiums and like DKR where, um, you know, it's it's more spacious. It's more people, but it's it's less compact, and people are less in your like you can't hear the audible fuck yous and the, you know, people people are saying things about your family and such. 
Yeah. Um, so it, Texas is still trying to win a true road game this year. Um, what do we got next week? Uh, Texas. TCU, I, right? Um, it sounds about right. November 5th. TC, oh, no. Uh, November 5th, uh, Kansas State on the road. So another big road test. Um, Kansas State's got to, you know, is going to play Oklahoma State this week. Currently, they're ranked 22nd in the nation. Uh, they're five and two. We'll see how that progresses. We'll give you all the um, preview going into that game on next week's episode of the Lone Star Lowdown. Um, before we get out of here, um, first of all, anything else college football worthy? Uh, we're trying to touch on big matchup between Kansas State and Oklahoma State this weekend, and uh, I think that's in Manhattan. Uh, the winner of that game will take sole possession of second place in the Big 12 behind TCU. TCU, I think they... At West Virginia. Yeah, at West Virginia, you know, seven and a half point favorite. Going to Morgantown is never easy. West Virginia lost to Tech big last week in Lubbock. Uh, I think Neil Brown's going to be fine for his job. I look for the West Virginia Mountaineers to cover, maybe even knock off TCU. If Texas has any chance of... Uh, They'll have a lot better chance if, if some some of these teams at the top of the standings take some losses this week. I think we as Texas fans want Kansas State to beat Oklahoma State, give them another loss. We knock off Kansas State. I think we can still have a pass to the Big 12 championship. Uh, nothing really else. No, I think game-wise in the Big 12. I know across the country, college game day is going to uh, – the Jackson State game this weekend to see Deion Sanders take on Southern. Well, that's ridiculous. They do that every year. Because um, you have games like Ohio State at Penn State. Nah, that's going to be a blowout. Well, Big Ten sucks, man. Yeah, I also think that Ohio State will handle them, but there's one loss between those teams. Um, that's a, you know, it's going to be an 11 o'clock kickoff here, Central Time. Big fucking game. You got games like Florida, Georgia, biggest cocktail party in the you know the world i think that's what they call it uh florida uh a big underdog 22 and a half against georgia there in um where's that game at tallahassee or jacksonville what what game the uh the florida georgia it's in uh, jacksonville that's what i thought um yeah they've got a little texas ou style um game like that every year that's great to see uh kentucky going to tennessee kentucky ranked 19 tennessee ranked three big time ranked matchup uh, probably the biggest game coming out of the SEC this week. Uh, Michigan State at Michigan. Uh, big dogs, 22.5 point favorite. Our Michigan Wolverines. And uh, Mississippi Ole Miss going into Kyle Field. Only, only two point favorites against the lowly Aggies, who, you know, we didn't, haven't talked much about them this year because they've sucked. They lost to App State. They lost South Carolina last week. The Spencer Rattler uh, led Gamecocks might not, you know, they might not be the Gamecocks for long. Uh, they actually, I heard that they were getting rid of it. I heard that that was uh, well, that had already going to be the Cox. I I'm not sure what they're changing their mascot to, but uh, the Gamecock, um, you know, it's just too, I guess, uh, animal cruelty, animal fighting, uh, too violent of a mascot to have. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll if I get any info on what they're about to be, I'll they, well, we can talk about we can know. talk about that next week. But uh, do you want to do our picks real quick? Yeah, let's do them. What you got? Just, All right, just rattle off your five, Corey. Uh, we might try to get like a graphic out on social media so we can get Corey's picks in before Saturday. Uh, he didn't send them to us. Shout out Corey if you're listening. Well, I love you. Um. What you got first? I got uh, Titans minus two and a half against the Texans. 
I've got the Raiders minus one against the uh, Saints. I've got uh, TCU minus seven and a half uh, against uh, West Virginia. I've got Mississippi, Ole Miss uh, minus two against um, Texas A&M. And then I've got Syracuse minus two and a half. Make sure that line. Yes, uh, Syracuse minus two and a half at home against Notre Dame. All right. You ready to ready to get mine down? I am. Okay, cool. Uh, I got Baltimore plus two and a half tonight against the Buccaneers. Um, give me the Aggies minus or plus two and a half um, at home against Ole Miss. Hold on, let me get this in, these NFL games pulled up. I know I had I had a few. Um, damn. Give me. You know, next week we can add on to this. I think we should do one over under. When his friends per week. are there. What do you think about that? Um, that's fine. I mean, as part of our five, or yeah, yeah you know, just well. like you, ha- we don't have to do it this week. We'll start okay. next week when we got Corey here. But uh, give me Minnesota minus three and a half uh, at home against the Cardinals. How many is that? That's that's two, three. That's three. You got Baltimore, the Aggies, and Minnesota. Okay. Um, give me Pittsburgh plus eleven at Philly. I like that one going into it. Plus 11? Yep. Ooh, man. And give me Buffalo minus 11 and a half against the Packers on Monday night. Or is that Sunday night? That's Sunday night football. I thought about going the other way on that one, but I think Buffalo Bills are really good. Uh, but, yeah, anything else before we close things out, Shay? No. Um, you know, uh, big World Series this week. Uh, we'll see if it's still going on uh, by the time we do our next show. Um, and, you know, it will y'all. be. It starts uh, next Friday, I thought. It starts tomorrow. Oh, it starts this Friday. So yeah. a lot. Friday, Saturday, off on Sunday, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So, I mean. So it could be over. It could be. If it's either fun. of our predictions are true, it might be either over or going to going a, going on while yeah. we're yeah so so we'll definitely keep cool. up to that uh you know longhorns off week uh, got to recoup uh between road games with a loss on the schedule um just gotta keep fighting and uh stay to it uh, hopefully some of those young players can come along uh and in the nfl uh we'll we'll uh, let y'all know how the cowboys fare against the bear hell yeah all right for ty henderson and shea holt and Corey gidry who's not around Uh, This is the Lone Star Lowdown. Hook them and see y'all next week. How about them Cowboys?